Good evening, and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour two of the broadcast here on this Monday, the 5th of February, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. I have with me Paul Edward Stevenson, and yeah, Paul, I just think of how you would point out at the end of the first hour, these are mutually incompatible, you know, unless they create something to try to justify and connect uh, everything. You know, these people who experienced this uh, Holocaust of six million of their people uh, committing these war crimes, mass genocide. Uh, but feel sorry for them. They're, they're you know, have special privilege status because of that, uh, you know, that thing they're doing to others. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, it yeah, doesn't the, work. Israelis are, the Israelis are the only people that committed genocide uh, against their neighbors and with a straight face uh, tried to garner an, uh, sympathy and, and booking the, uh, you know, playing the victim card of the uh, Holocaust. But But they do it. Like I say, you know, they're outraged and offended by everything and uh, ashamed of nothing. But they have, you know, they've lost a hell of a lot of support, I think, even from in the United States. And when I read sort of comments and videos over here and things like that, people are getting sick and tired of them. And uh, even in America, I think people, the pennies drop. Well, if we're American firsters, well, we need to stop all this obsession uh, with uh, Israel. You know, they, they are not America. They are Israel. And, you know, people are becoming a lot more sophisticated in, in their knowledge. And they realize that, uh, you know, that Israel's a, a, a parasite and it's a um, strategic liability. So um, the whole thing, it needs to stop, really. And, I, and the politicians are now in this terrible bind with it all because it's like, what do they do? You know, they need the they need Apex money or over here, it's conservative friends of Israel. Uh, labor friends of Israel, um, but then they come back to, you know, a bunch of Muslims uh, as a huge voting blocks for them, you know? So it's like, the, the, the you know, this is like, <laughs> these two things don't go, you know? They don't work. I was going to suggest uh, perhaps a narrative which could mend things, is they could claim with new research... With new research, they just found out, you know, they could say, well, it turns out Hitler didn't uh, die. He didn't flee to Argentina. He didn't flee to Antarctica. Hitler fled to Gaza. And, he, you know, his the SS troops were the first one building Gazan tunnels. He's, you know, his his grandson is down there now planning to genocide the Israeli people. And if we don't stop Hitler's grandson, who's in the tunnels under Gaza... Yeah. They're going to kill all the Jews on the planet. Richard, don't be, listen, there might be, I mean, you never know, there might be a few Israelis listening, don't be giving them any ideas. <laughs> yeah, they would go with that. They're getting desperate <laughs> over there now. Well, listen, they were desperate. That's what this whole thing with um, uh, this propaganda about the UN, uh, the uh, humanitarian agency, they tried to say that um, there was uh, seven seven members of uh, uh, the United Nations, uh, UNRWA, uh, that were 
basically, you know, disguised as UN workers, but they're really Hamas. And one of them was a woman, and they killed a woman and a baby. And, you know, so they tried to throw a spanner in the works to try and take away attention from the IC, the International Court of Justice uh, ruling, which did basically point out the intent and that there's evidence of a genocide. Um, but And that it's, it's just our media didn't really cover it that much. You know, they sort of kept the lid on it, and then they tried to change the subject with that as well. Uh, yeah, and, you know, you have to wonder how much uh, these uh, increased tensions... I mean, you know, they're, they're trying to start some sort of uh, Middle Eastern... Uh, well, we have a lot of little conflicts already, and they're trying to connect them more and, you know, link them to... Uh, well, something of further misdirection, you know, look to nation states uh, who are against what the global peace, the U.S., um, United States, U.K. Are, are trying to maintain. I mean, the United Nations is so corrupt, just as its predecessor, uh, Council on Foreign Relations. And I mean, these have never had anything but nefarious intentions. You know, these are basically uh, internationalist, uh, globalist, if you will, think tanks. Yeah. Well, I will say this for them. You know, they have at least been pretty forthright when it comes to what Israel's doing in, uh, in Gaza, at least, which is why, of course, the you know, your typical sort of Israel-obsessed conservatives uh, hate the United Nations and uh, Israel hates the United Nations because it, try, it attempts at least to point out their crimes. But, yeah, but the, this is a European... mockery. This is a mockery, though, Paul, in a, in a certain sense. I mean, considering South Africa, of all countries, who are fine with mass genocide as long as, the, as, long as it's of the boars, of white people. You know, our, yeah, <laughs> they, of all no, people, are condemning no, them for, for mass genocide. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I thought the South, I thought South Africa were a stra very strange kind of, you know, of all nations to to get to weigh in the way they did in that. But anyway, that's another story. Well, um, I mean, I, I have you know that friend we know uh, who was on Revision Media who lived there for a few years. I mean, he did a lot of research confirming uh, thoroughly that uh, Jewish power can, like fully controls the black leadership in South Africa, and I don't believe for a second the black leaders in South Africa got this idea to go to the Hague with these charges against Israel on their own. I think that their Jewish handlers gave it to them because there are different factions of Jews on the planet and not all, uh, you know, support uh, at least the optics of this and, and are trying to, of course, they're always trying to play both sides for that matter, you know. Hmm. I don't well, know. I, I, need, I, I just don't know enough about that current government in, in South Africa to be able to. I mean, I know about the, the history you're talking about, of course, but I don't know what the current situation is in that country but uh, you know it's like they seem to be extremely obviously anti-israel and it's it's kind of easy to overlook some of that history i guess when you're glad that somebody is at least trying to hold israel's feet to the fire i guess you know but just also on the um on that war the european union foreign policy director joseph burrell said today and i quote he has serious concerns about the u.s airstrikes against iranian targets at any moment, these uh, series of attacks and counterattacks can sp uh, uh, can cre create a spark, that, uh, you know, in a greater incident. So 
the people are, you know, concerned about, you know, even this guy, he's saying, you know, this, this could get out of control, you know? I do think a lot of blacks in Africa and, you know, just a lot of blacks and brown people worldwide, for that matter, um, are, are not uh, educated with the discrimination of differentiating Jews from whites and certainly not realizing that they don't consider themselves white are actually hostile and are trying to, uh, re- you know, reduce, well, remove uh, whites as majority in their own countries and, 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 and with all these policies that are anti-white. I don't think a lot of, um, you know, I don't think that non-whites the world over are aware of all this and many of them think of Jews as a subset of whites. And so they look at the people who are more brown, if you will, Okay, in this conflict, the Palestinians, and they side with them. And that's how the optics to some of the world, uh, you know, as far as the masses, will take it to gain favor. Uh, You know, it's not the... But I mean, no, I mean, you know, as much as our friends confirmed Jewish power uh, over the, the, uh, you know, power hub, it doesn't mean the masses in South Africa, uh, blacks, are at all aware of, of... differentiating as white described, you know. Yeah, and also Jews, you know, particularly this sort of conservative movement, they they encourage that, you know, they conflate that sort of like Jewish interest with white interest, unless, you know, because if you were talking, if you were listening to that uh, that little whiny little Jew, um, what's his name, Ben Shapiro, for example, when this whole thing kicked off, you saw where his loyalties lie. But a lot of his other talking points are sort of like, you know, talking as if it's like, you know, they, they hate white people and they, and they hate Jews. And uh, they try and throw us all into a bunch together with, you know, these like political, you know, these talking about political correctness and these lefties and all the rest of it. But then he freaked out when Tucker Carlson made the distinction between the United States and Israel, you know. <laughs> so they, they, they encourage that sort of blending uh, of uh, Jews and white interests, you know, um, when it suits them. And then when it doesn't suit them, they detach from it. You know? hmm. On a side note, uh, since you bring up Tucker Carlson, there's talk that he might be planning a Putin interview. Uh, he's been spotted in in Russia, and, and many are, are assuming that this means he's planning to... Uh, well, he's been spotted in Moscow specifically... And so, you know, a lot of... Well, that uh, would be good if he did. It would be yeah, good if he did because he... Mm. A lot of the neocon, like anti-Russian hardliners are having meltdowns over a potential Putin interview with Tucker. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, they already are. You're seeing people saying, you know, he's a, you know, Putin agent and a Putin fanboy and, uh, you know, an agent of the Kremlin, all the usual tropes. Oh, you know, that's strange. Um, my Skype, uh, for some reason, I, I don't know, I was having a lot of trouble earlier. With that and my computer restarted it a few times. It, it's working all right now, but it, it, for some reason, didn't give me an indicator in the chat that I had new messages. So I don't real, I didn't realize that I had a couple of callers for us waiting in the wings. Uh, my apologies, gentlemen. We first have Joe in Florida. Hey, Joe. Hey, good to hear from you. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, Richard. Good to hear you and Paul. Good to hear you guys both. Oh, by the way, Stephen did a bang-up job covering for you, and and Blackbird did a great job, too. Just FYI, we missed you last week, Richard. But they did a great job. Thank you for that. And I did catch that Thursday show, and I agree. That was fantastic. 
Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I wanted to give uh, an update. So I don't know if you saw this story, but so this is the what Ukraine, Paul, and you, you, I want to get your feedback. So the, the thing was Victoria Newland, right? The the Jewess uh, war criminal uh, flies over to uh, Ukraine. Uh, it was Friday or something. It was out of the blue, right? All of a sudden, Victoria Newland's in Ukraine in Kiev. And I noticed that in the coverage that I saw, they specifically were saying it was intriguing. She met with, uh, I don't know, the defense minister. She met with other people. She specifically did not meet with Zelensky. There's no sign of her having met with Zelensky. So that's the first part. The next day, what happens? Zelensky pulls this BS that, oh, he's he's going to replace Zeluzhny, Okay. Uh, I find this very suspicious, right? I mean, to me, we know who's running this war. It's her. It's this war criminal Jewess, Victoria Noodleman, right, who's a war criminal and uh, responsible for 500,000 deaths of Ukrainians now. They have a half a million Ukrainians, mainly Christians, that were killed. I think all Christians, really. I don't think there's any Jews left in Ukraine. Uh, Zelensky airlifted them out before the war began. And so, anyway, the the point I was going to make was, so it seems like they were trying to avoid the appearance, which everybody knows, that she's basically controlling this operation. Remember the infamous phone call where she's telling, you know, she's telling people, she's telling the, the president or whoever it is who they want, who we want. We want this one to be the president. We want that one to be the the deputy. We want the other one. You know, it's like, wait a minute, this is real democratic. This pushing Jewess from America is calling a halfway across the world and telling them who's going to be president. Seems like this is exactly what she did. She obviously pressured Zelensky to remove Zeluzhny from from office, which obviously is the stupidest thing you could possibly do. The only reason there's even any support in Ukraine uh, is because Zeluzhny is a halfway decent person who had the temerity to actually tell the truth several months ago and say that basically, you know, we're beat. What do you think, guys? Paul, please. Well, I think what happened was that she went over there as a um, damage control um, operation because there was tensions between Zelensky and Zeluzhny, because Zelensky had tried to sack Zeluzhny because they've got all sorts of differences and uh, they just don't like each other, apparently, at all. And so he tried to attack or sack Zeluzhny, and then because of pressure, because Zeluzhny is very um, popular uh, within yeah. military circles and, and within the Ukrainian people, he's more popular than Zelensky. So he, he backtracked from that. And so, and then he, and then he apparently... Zeluzhny was then asked to resign, and he refused to resign. So now you've got a situation where you've got the commander-in-chief scumbag Zelensky, um, you know, having this major rift with the military commander. So Newland flew over there, I think, to try and, uh, you know, for damage limitation and to get control of the situation, and probably... Uh, to put Zeluzhny in his place. Now I don't know for sure, but I don't. I, I think she would be backing Zelensky, not Zelensky. Oh yeah, and yeah, now yeah. And now she's flown. She's flown back here again, and I think, I think she thought that everything was calmed down. But um, I, I think Zeluzhny is continuing to be a major headache for Zelensky, which is a good thing because 
you can be guaranteed that um, Delusion is going to care more about that the country and its and, and its people than Zelensky. He's just a complete and utter criminal. I'm sick of looking at this guy. You know, Joe. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I, I appreciate that. No, you know what, that that makes sense. It could be that, you know, you're right. Maybe she's trying to fix things. But in either case, to me, it's a good sign that the things are falling apart there. But actually, now that I think of it, think about this idea. Remember in the original government, who was the one that she was saying we didn't want him in the government? It was Klitschko, right? Okay. The Christian Klitschko's a Christian, right? The other guy was the Jew, and obviously, you know, the people that they want in the government are Jews. So what does she do this time, right? I agree with you. She's, she's working for Zelensky, the, the little uh, coke fiend uh, uh, war criminal, uh, a Jewish beggar boy, right? That's her best friend, right? So she wants to try and make sure maybe smooth things over with Zelensky, who, who my understanding Zelensky is not Jewish, He's the only one, and like I said, he's the only one who has any popularity, but but it's fascinating to see. Just, I think it's a good sign that things are beginning to fall apart even more than they already have fallen apart. They obviously lost the war, and they're just trying to figure out how to get out of it without it turning into a total debacle. There's one other thing I wanted well, to mention, which was... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, her concern... Uh, Zelensky's concern would be, you see, uh, Zelensky conducting a military coup. And then, of course, that means the State Department and Victoria Newland completely lose control over the situation because now you've got uh, a, a military general with his own little army there to deal with. And there was talk about him possibly, you know, buddying up with Poroshenko again and maybe making a deal with the Russians. So this is very dangerous. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that. The other thing I think is coming into play here is, you know, Zelensky keeps avoiding, there's supposed to be an election, but he wants to put it off. There's no doubt in my mind that Zeluzhny could easily run for president and be elected. That must be a part of why he's avoiding any elections, right? Because he knows how popular Zeluzhny is, right? I've heard that he's much more popular than Zelensky, and he could actually win in the presidential election among the Ukrainians. The ones who are still alive, right? Unbelievable. The only other one thing I wanted to mention was, it it came up before. I don't know if you heard on Friday, so this is kind of just a little bit of inside baseball thing. Uh, So Dr. Duke, Dr. David Duke had one of of his people that he works with, Mark Collett, on Friday, and in the, I heard it on another station, I won't mention. And (laughs) when, when, uh, when the subject of Hamas came up, uh, Mark Collins first said, oh, you know, Hamas is a uh, terrorist organization. And Dr. Duke said something like, well, you know, there's there's a lot to that situation. And Mark said that he felt like ultimately he didn't continue the interview because he felt so pressured. He said, the only thing I can say is because I'm in the U.K. is is that Hamas is a terrorist organization. So I guess I wanted to ask you, Paul. I think, I don't know if you, you're in Italy, but is it that real? I know they have Ofcom. It's very different from the U.S., but would Ofcom be that controlling and totalitarian that they'd actually be monitoring, like that Colette would feel like he couldn't, he actually ended the interview with with uh, with uh, Dr. Duke. I, I, I don't know if you heard that interview, but is that a possibility that they monitor it like well, speech Nazis so much? The reality is, you, you know, people are very jumpy over here, myself included, yet to be very careful because we've seen a lot of other guys who have been dragged through the courts and gone to prison. Um, 
for you know for saying you know sometimes maybe a little some things maybe a little foolish um in the way they were said or something like that and maybe a little reckless but there's been other occasions where people have just said things like maybe like what mark was just saying you have to you do have to be very careful um you could you can get in, you can get in trouble in this country if you were to say that you know if you were to try and sort of say you know take to be too on the side of hamas the problem is and, and for them it's like there's a lot of people in this country are on the side of Hamas, you know, but they, they will right. they will get you on they will get you on, the, you know that that type of uh, oh you're supporting terrorism, you know. Right, that's, right. That, that's, so that's that's what Mark's worried about, and I understand why he's jumping, you know, because you know. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say you have to be really careful. I mean, I was going to sort of expand on it a little bit, but you know, you, you, you know, it, it's it's no exaggeration to say it's not paranoia. You know, you you just you never know when you're going to get a call at the door, and it's like a constant worry. Really, you're like, oh, you know, you said this six months ago, or you said this two months ago, or uh, you're going to have to answer. There's a case to answer for, blah blah blah, and then you're just and then you're in trouble. So and it's a case. It and it's a case me that much. And it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. I take it, Paul. I mean, what you say and how high profile they consider you on, on in various um, social media platforms or other Internet platforms or whatever uh, total. I mean, you know, the same things being said by different people. And you never know when suddenly you pass that threshold. Right. Yeah. So you, and, you, know, you never know what it is you're going to say, because unless you're keeping up. You're keeping up to speed with every little bit of new legislation, and they're always sneaking in legislation. But yeah, I can understand Mark being a bit funny about that. Um, uh, yeah, because yeah, that's the sort of thing they would get you, and they would say, "Oh, you, you're uh, we we have reason to believe that you're su- supporting the terrorist group Hamas," you know. Yeah, and and I'm not. I didn't mean it as a criticism of Mark because I I think I've heard in other venues talk a little more openly about it. But it was an intriguing moment where even Doctor Duke felt like you know he's used to maybe the American standards of what he can say, but Mark was uh, calling from the UK. It was fascinating that that was the dividing line right there. And Colin actually did actually end the interview because he he was nervous about what it was. It reminded me, however, it reminded me of the word spell, the Jewish word spell. You know. You have to say the number six million, right? If you say five million nine hundred ninety-nine, so oops, you're an anti-Semite. We're gonna, you know what I mean? It was that wording, right? So Hamas, actually, my understanding of what Hamas is, is right. They were elected. They were elected in Gaza. It's a political movement with an armed military uh, portion of it, right? Okay, so I'm not denying that, but the the phrasing that you're apparently required to repeat like a drone is oh Hamas is a terrorist organization. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Yeah, Technically, yeah. I don't think I don't think it is a terrorist organization. I think it's a political movement that has an armed wing. Obviously there are people that that, that do that, but it's also a political organization that was actually elected in an open election by the people of Gaza. That's what I understand. And you also have to repeat that Israel is not targeting a single civilian. Go ahead, Paul. <laughs> yeah. But no, it is very, like I said earlier in the show, it's very claustrophobic over here. And uh, the crime prosecution are very, very aggressive to people who are, who are any, you know, and, and, and it's never a case of any, any of us calling for violence against anybody, Jewish or otherwise, or our corrupt politicians or anything like that. 
it's just because you're exposing and you're just even having a conversation about them and you know, you're even talking about them because they don't like that. Um, and they would like to control the narrative of everything and tell you what you can say and what you can't say. And they make an example of you um, and, you know, drag you through the courts and, you know, can quite possibly get two or three years in prison. Um, so, yeah, it's a shame. The UK yeah. is terrible. I, I mean, I do, I, I do feel a little bit better when I go to Milan sometimes, but it's not that much better over there. If, if they wanted to get get get, uh, get access to you, they would bring you back, I think. Okay, anything yeah, else, I, I, No, I think that's it. It's ahead. a little bit like, I was just going to say, it's a little bit like the, the Jewish word spell, right? So there's, it doesn't even have to be logic to it, right? If you say the certain words that somebody somewhere, the, Jew, the board of rabbis, speaks to Ofcom and says, this is a phrase that must be repeated, any variation from this, and they're, you know, anti-Semite. And that's why it reminded me of the whole thing about six million, right? You know, uh, if, you said, if you said there were seven million people that died in gas chambers, they, they, they'd arrest you for that. Oh, no, no, you got the number wrong. Anyway, great show tonight. Thanks, guys. It's great talking to you again. All right. See you, mate. Yeah, always good to hear from you. And we may have to take you through the uh, break, but let's get started with our next caller, Art in Georgia. Hey, how are you doing tonight, Art? What's on your mind? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Um, not what I called in about, but just to touch on very briefly, um, <laughs> you, <laughs> I heard the comment about some people <laughs> actually believe I find it hard to believe that anybody would be this ignorant that uh, Hitler is somehow uh, hiding in tunnels beneath Gaza. The man was born in 1989, or see, 1889. So if he was still alive, he'd be 135. Now, oh, anybody oh, no, lives, no, no. Yeah, say, well, no, that he that he escaped there and then had children who had children, and so now his his grandchildren or great grandchildren are in those tunnels in Gaza, ready to strike. And wipe out. Oh, okay. The, I, the, I, misunderstood. <laughs> I misunderstood what was said then. Because I was going to say, anybody that lives to be 135, I ain't messing with him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but no, what I called in about was you you're talking about the military earlier. And, you know, I talked to people around here, and uh, it's it's gotten where uh, I talk with young, young, young men uh, about military. And I feel kind of honored that they would think that my opinion would matter. Um, but uh, they, uh, they, they don't want to do The young men around here, for the most part, show no interest in joining the military because their attitude, and so is the attitude of their fathers, uh, many of whom served in, uh, in Vietnam and Korea, um, have all made statements. They don't want to be surrounded by all that faggotry. They simply will not put themselves in that kind of a position where they're going to be surrounded by a bunch of faggots and have to worry about the guy in the bunk next to him, you know, maybe doing his business late at night, thinking about him, you know, just they don't want to be in. They don't want to be taking showers with these guys. Uh, they just don't want any part of it. And their fathers agree. In fact, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of the fellows that were in Vietnam and Korea have told me that if they were young, to, if they were young men today, there's no way they would join the military because they don't want to be surrounded by it, and they won't sign for their young sons to go in uh, because you can still go in under a certain. You know, I think if you're under 18, 
I think you can still go in if you have a parent signature like you did when I was when I went in. I was 17. I got my mom's signature, and you went in. And uh, they wouldn't even sign for their children to go in if if because of all the faggotry that's they just don't want to be exposed to it. And this weakens us even more. And I don't know what it is about Democrats and those on the left, especially the progressives, that don't seem to get this whole inclusive garbage is doing more harm than good. Oh, it's a it's a continuing uh, trend of being against nature and science denial. We'll be right back. Here, stick around, please. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Charles de Gaulle once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and judiciary value par excellence. So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth and say gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food, seeing that the dollar's cheap. That's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because the buying power, the value of the dollar is tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis, gold, a valuable thing to store, the power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the Ides of Rare Coin Dealers and Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. 
Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey here with paul edward stevenson and we're on the line with art in georgia and yeah no i agree uh, with your points obviously it's the reality that they these leftists want to deny everything by about biological reality and truth everything about science and nature and so it's you know it's just a vicious i mean it's a slippery slope you know i mean a, a set of falling dominoes uh, once they get into this mindset but it, obviously they're not going to feel like these flamers are going to have their back in the field they're going to feel uncomfortable uh, like you mentioned around the barracks and in the bathroom and they also have to sit through these uh, seminars trying to condition them to be pro uh, LGBT and trans and, and whatever uh, else. I mean, just like the fortune 500 companies, you know, forcing employees to sit through all these things. It's mind numbing. I'm sure I've heard people describe some of what they've been forced to sit through, but Paul, uh, let's hear your thoughts on, uh, before we hear more from our, on what he said in the first, uh, in the last segment. Yeah, well, that's, that's another problem. And, and like I said earlier, the military's not in good shape and you've got, like, you know, critical race theory being taught in in, in, in the military and things like that. And so, you know, when you have the vast majority of of the, of typically the, the, you know, your army are and Marines are kind of, you know, white males who are sort of Christian types from the, from the um the Midwest and, uh, and then you start you know, obsessing about, you know, homosexuality and, uh, diversity quarters and call calling you racist. Well, obviously it's not good for morale and you're seeing all that and people are, you know, they're voting with their feet and they're not joining. And it's the same over here. We've got a, um, we've got a crisis when it comes to, uh, people joining. And, and then as I say, you've got, you know, the demographic shifts here where, for one reason or another, people don't feel attached to the country. And uh, the last thing what they want to do is, you know, jo- join a meat grinder and, and fight for what? For a country that's not yours anymore anyway. It's been invaded. Art? Uh, well, me personally, there's no way. You, if I were a young man today, there is no way that I would join the military because... The first time one of these little sick 
SOBs looked at me the wrong way, I'd be in the military stockade for sure. Um, but, you know, the, I, I don't know how we get through to these leftist progressives, whatever you want to call them, to get them to understand that all they're doing is weakening us in the eyes of our enemies. And we've got countries like China and Iran, North Korea, just to name a few, that are sitting back and they're laughing at us. And I can just, you know, I'm, I'm not in their heads, so I don't know exactly what they're thinking. But if I were them, I would be thinking, yep, just a little bit more and we can make our move. That's what I would be thinking at this point, because that's how much damage these creatures have done to our country. Anyway, thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. And y'all have a great evening. Appreciate it, Ars. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I was going to say. I was also going to say, you know, people are so disillusioned with their own countries and watching the increase in degeneracy, watching the, you know, witnessing the demographic shifts, you know, and then they obsess about Putin. Putin hasn't, uh, Russia hasn't fired a shot at the UK. Meanwhile, we have been invaded over the last thirty years demographically, and our hands have been tied behind our back. And there's there's illegals coming across the the English Channel every day, and the taxpayer has to pay for them. We're allowing all sorts of human garbage into the country that we don't know anything about. Criminals. There was a guy here recently that just you know on a random attack just threw uh, acid over uh, a, you know a group of people. I think most of them were young women, and there was a five year old child among them too. And this guy uh, had previously had two. Asylum claims d declined, uh, and I think he was also uh, he was also you know in the courts about a rape charge against him, and so and then this guy's still here, and he just threw acid over a bunch of people and disfigured them uh, here in in central London uh, about a week ago, and then he went on the run. I think they finally found him, so. You know, we've had we've had all these types of people coming into the country that we've had no control over, and we've been, we were never asked about it. Uh, and then they expect us to what fight the Russians or what? What has the Russians done? I, I I dare say most people who've got like conservative convictions, whether it's in this country or in the United States, would probably either rather live in Russia or let the Russians invade us and and take over. In fact, there was a poll done by. Um, uh, George Galloway's channel, and it was about 20,000 people participated in this poll. Would you rather be ruled by Joe Biden or would you rather be ruled by Vladimir Putin? 98% said Vladimir Putin. I've heard about some of the ways uh, people can be blackmailed to work as Mossad assets, uh, you know, especially if their people are traditionally oppressed uh, by uh, these people like Palestinians, uh, for example, even something like an Iranian or whatever. Uh, you know, a lot of these uh, Muslim, uh, well, these Arabs in these Muslim countries, uh, very often, I mean, they can find, you know, just someone in your extended family, such and such, uh, you know, someone who is perhaps in the closet as, as a homosexual and then threaten to expose them. Of course, you know, the whole family would be shamed and who knows what would happen to that person that's one of the ways that they that they actually effectively blackmail uh, people who otherwise would, you know, just spit on them. And, uh, you know, it seems to be very effective there. You also 
traditionally in a lot of black countries, I mean, they don't tolerate homosexuality. You know, I mean, they'll do, well, they, <laughs> there's a lot of awful things. You even hear about in South Africa, though, the awful things done just to the, to the, the white farmers, uh, just for being white, for that matter. But, I mean, you know, very vicious ways of, of being taken out uh, in a creative variety of ways. But in that part of the world, I mean, but no, I mean, I could also confirm, you know, places like Jamaica and Haiti and the, the reggae culture and that, you know, I mean, they even have songs talking about taking out uh, homosexuals, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's that extreme in, in the culture. So, I mean, this thing, it's, it's only being pushed in white countries because it's related to the clergy plan, I think, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. of course, destroying the nuclear family um, and making uh, it a uh, feminized population and demoralizing uh, as well on top of it uh, with, you know, this is a sort of gay uh, indoctrination of the yes, population. Yes, it's on the basic uh, traditional family and, and, and uh, Christianity as well. And so um, they're not even trying it in non-white European countries and it's related to the clergy, white genocide. Agenda. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, the military's certainly in trouble. And like I said, you know, you look at someone like, like you know, back to what I said for, you know, Vladimir Putin. You know, he represents for conservatives a lot of the sort of values that Western conservatives kind of mourn the demise of. You know, he's a nationalist. Uh, he wants to do things for the benefit of Russia. He wants to control borders there. And, and he holds the sort of values uh, that a lot of people here in the West do as well. Um, and that, the, you know, that the ruling class despise and are shoving degeneracy down our throats. I mean, for Vladimir Putin to invade the West, <laughs> for me, it'll be a liberation movement. You know, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be out there surrendering quickly. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's the way it seems now. And I mean, we don't see this inflicted upon their populations, you know, um, not in Russia, not in China. I mean, these anti-white or, or pro-gay or pro-uber, uh, like hy hyper-feminist or just feminist in general. Uh, I mean, all of these destructive uh, sort of social engineering, uh, cultural agendas. But you have to wonder, is it because, you know, their populations aren't uh, targeted for that right now? I, I still can't help but see the leaders of these uh, BRICS nations uh, being more um, at, at uh, you know, at the will of the elites, uh, financial elites, that is, of the world, than, than their own populations. Uh, a little too much for my comfort. It's just that there isn't enough evidence of that right now because uh, again the, the role is to take out these these western white nations russia isn't quite well i mean they have the asiatic mix and they're certainly uh, of the east and you know it's it's not on the uh, menu uh, but yeah i mean i, I mean, but, you know but I, I still get your point as well the way that the people are treated the way the culture is right now uh, there uh, yeah who wouldn't rather be uh, with the policies of putin's russia currently yeah absolutely so, yeah, but no, we, we have, uh, I, mean, I see we have, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not saying he's perfect, but, you know, there's a lot of things I think that, that you know, your typical sort of person with traditional values and, you know, or might describe themselves as a conservative or serious about their religion or something like that, like in Christianity, would 
would prefer to be ruled by, uh, you know, someone like Vladimir Putin, even though, you know, I listen, it's difficult to gauge how people exactly feel about Putin in Russia. I know a lot of wealthy types in Moscow and Sochi and St. Petersburg are not a big fan of his, but if you go into the more rural areas, they are more uh, patriotic, um, uh, you know, whereas some of those other sort of richer types, they they would prefer to have no war, and they are much more Euro- Europeanized. But yeah, I still think Putin's a lot better than any 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 anything we've got over here in the West, to be honest, because they are just the most perfidious, unscrupulous, horrible bunch, you know, right throughout Europe here. Macron, Schultz, they're not real leaders, they're not real men, and um, for the most part, they're just completely controlled puppets, you know? Absolutely. I see we have another caller. Tom in Florida is on the line. Tom, good evening, sir, and what is on your mind? Yeah, well, good day. Uh, that was a very good call by Art. Art made a good call. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about uh, the fat, fat schmuck, uh, Putz Nadler, who says uh, uh, we need illegals to pick our crops, but they come over to New York and they start kicking cops. I mean, this is crazy. They're not picking crops. They're beating up cops. Uh, fat Nadler should be uh, uh, expunged out of the Congress. He should be should probably sent to Israel. Let him go fight in the Israeli front lines along with that Chucky Schmucky Schumer. You got the 1.8% of the... The Jews running our Congress want, to, want us to be flooded with all these illegal aliens. They should all be uh, booted out and gone to Israel. That's my opinion. They're monsters. We got monsters in, uh, in the capital, uh, this swamp, whatever you want to call it, the, the sewer, you know, or whatever the hell you want to call it, a cesspool. But, uh, yeah, when you got these uh, people with this new bill they're trying to pump out an American public about immigration, that Christian cinema who's now an independent, seriously, you know, my sisters used to say, oh, I couldn't live in Florida. There's too many Cubans. I told her the other day, Richard, hey, she left Chicago to go to Arizona. Guess what? You got million more, millions of more Mexicans in uh, Arizona illegally than you got Cubans in, uh, in South Florida. <laughs> so she didn't know what to say. Then she <laughs> shut up her mouth. And uh, now you got this Carrie Lake. And we'll see what happens with her uh, situation with the Senate, how they stole the governorship from her. That probably wouldn't be happening in Mexifornia and Arizona and all that. But, Richard, we really need to talk about this. And I, I listen to all you guys talking. Look at a Chinese bringing all these military-aged men that's from 17 to 28 years old into California. And what are they going to And they have no women. What are these Chinese males going to do for women, Richard? I want to hear what you got to say about that. There's no women. What, are you going to have sex robots? Uh, you Long know, dollars? I mean, actually, in, in their case, I don't think it's as... Uh, going to be as common as with like the the, the blacks to uh, possibly mate with uh, white women, have children with white women. I think they might actually uh, eventually uh, import their ladies from overseas once they get a little more financially stable. Here is their plan, probably. But you know, I don't. You don't see as much um, a race mixing with Asians, just like with the Middle Eastern. You know, I mean, they they do kind of like to stay to their own, uh, you know, to their own uh, uh, people uh, for. For uh, childbearing purposes, Richard, but um, I don't. I mean, I, 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 I really don't think that we're going to get invaded by another nation because, frankly, I, I, I don't believe that. I think we kind of already have a one-world uh, order. Uh, I think of the leaders of all these nations. I do think, uh, to some extent, don't go too far out of line uh, with Richard, financial Richard. elites. We are, Richard, you know. So Richard, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that China is going to take over. I, I think that. You know, our own leadership 
is is the problem. We've already been taken over, you know. I, I, but I mean, certainly the the fact that they want what 1.5 billion a year uh, or, or million, <laughs> it's just insane. Million. Okay, one oh, 1.5 million. The fact that that we have, I mean, that they even talk about how many illegal that they're going to let in. I don't even think legal immigration with the amount of debt our nation is in. It's all about changing it from white to non-white majority, you know, and we're, we're close to that tipping point already. And, 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 you know, they don't want to admit it, but that's all the real agenda is. I mean, the short term, they get corporations on board because it keeps wages down. And the long term, it's to replace white people. You know? Richard, it's just, it's pretty simple. Richard what, once the teeter-totter goes over to the other way, there will be a civil war. There's no question about it. There's going to be, I, I, I don't know if you want to, I call it a revolution. I don't know about a civil war. It's not going to be between the states. It's going to be a revolution. So I, I got to say this, Richard. When I'm looking at these YouTube videos of all these black women go, how dare y'all? You can't believe that in business cards and small business owners. You see all these black women going crazy in Chicago and New York today when they're giving out these gift cards for $1,000, $2,000 per head. And you got all these black women who can't pay their bills or black males can't find jobs. We're, we're looking at a we're looking at a revolution here. This is going to be a revolution, and these illegals are coming here to compete with the Afro Americans more than they are the whites. Yes, the whites are not even doing plumbing no more. They're not doing electrical work hardly anymore. They're not doing masonry work anymore. That used to be all trades that were run by white males. No more. All the union halls are all, all, all illegal. Looking on the eastern seaboard, all the medical, all the medical, Richard, all from from South Florida all the way up to New York, uh, Mass, Boston. All those hospitals are being run by Hispanics. They're all the nurses, the doctors. Ninety percent of them are Hispanic. Why? Who in, who in the hell is allowing us? You got all these Indians coming in here pouring into Patelis. They run all the hotel businesses in all these uh, all these states. They own all the uh, motels and hotels. Where are all the white people at, Richard? I think they all got. I, I think they actually murdered them all. Most of them off. What do you think? Listen, I want to. I want to ask. Interior? I want to ask Paul this, Tom. Paul, have you ever heard anyone? Do a better impersonation of a black Chicago woman. <laughs> yeah, very good. Man, what you talking? Man, you prejudice. You all prejudice. That's all you want to scream is you prejudice. In the meantime, they're screaming white people are prejudiced, but in the meantime, they're being flooded with all these illegals in their cities and getting wiped out. It's unbelievable. You know, oh, yeah. well, I mean, Paul, Paul's been in the big city. Uh, you know, I mean, he's been around, uh, seen what it's like in London. And, and, and Tom, you and I have seen what it's like in Chicago and Miami. I mean, it's like a mirror image, I'm sure. I mean, you know, that they have an Indian running the city. I mean, if that doesn't tell you something. But, uh, Paul, I don't know. Do you want to comment on, on Tom's comments? Yeah. I mean, something's, you know, something's got to give. It's all going to come to a head at some point, I think, you know, just with the, oh, with yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, dem- the demographic shifts and everything that's going on. I mean, it's a, it's a very unstable situation, you know, and it's like it's kind of mirroring that around the world as well with everything. You just sort of feel as if it's like just a, a powder keg. Any 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 spark could just uh, – the whole thing could just go up and, you know, it's uh, – whether it's domestically, yeah. whether it's um, – you know, and, and it's both because – it's a very dangerous situation in the Middle East, for example. But then we've 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 invaded a lot of those countries already, and then and then invited a lot of people here who already hate us, and they're already here. So, you know, that's why these wars and supporting Israel is very dangerous because they've got such a huge Muslim population. You know, 
Look, look what's going on in Dearborn, Paul. Look what's going on in Dearborn, Michigan right now. Uh, they say uh, they're, they're having a big thing where they have to lock the, the city down because of all. Uh, I mean, the whole thing's gone nuts. It's a cabal. It's a giant cabal, man. It's a grand illusion. By sticks. Yeah. I, I if you see some of the pictures, if you see some of the the footage of the um, the farmers protesting over here, it is absolutely crazy. I can't believe my eyes. Honestly, these people are like spraying silage, you know, uh, on on government buildings and all sorts. It's like I saw one of them just drive. He just drove through in Germany. There was a police car pulled out in front of this, you know, in, in, in front of this massive tractor. It looked more like a, a military tank. And he just, he just he just drove through them. These things look like they're almost bulletproof, you know. Well, you you see what's going on in England with all the stabbings. You don't need a gun over in England, butcher knife, and they're going around stabbing uh, jihad and all over the place in England. I, I I hear. I mean, I mean, this we lost we lost our we lost our cultural identity in this country by allowing the one percent schmucks to run our narrative, and it should have never been tolerated. Even Richard Nixon said back in 1972, where the hell all these Jews come from? He said it. It's on tape. Look it up. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, no, was, that's he, was, he was framed. He was framed as far as uh, the whole, uh, right. well, Watergate shaming. You know, I mean, it was, yeah, he questioned a lot of things, including uh, these agendas and Jewish power as a whole. Paul, you were going to add to that? Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, they keep telling you diversity is our strength, but, you know, it's a common occurrence over here where, you know, people are get young. Knife culture is terrible. I mean, you know, you stick on the news, it's like, oh, there's another uh, young guy who's killed, knifed. Uh, it's it, it's far too common, and, it, of course, it's to do with uh, immigration because um, the demographics have shifted, and uh, so you've got knife crime problems. It's You know, I've got a son in this country, and it's uh, in London, and... Uh, it's it's a constant worry, you know, because the, those types of uh, attacks are on the increase, and of course they don't want to do stop and search, which is usually targeted at young black males, which are usually the demographic who are perpetrating these crimes because they don't want to be seen to be racist, you know. So okay, we'll just right. let everybody die then. This is let people get stabbed, let have a complete breakdown in law and order because you know political correctness chooses to ignore reality. It doesn't matter how many people will die. These, but honestly, when these people come on the news, these leftist talking heads, and they don't say, "Oh, it's nothing to do with the asylum seekers. It's nothing to do with this guy who was an ex-asylum seeker." And they just they convince themselves because they're committed to an ideology. So it doesn't matter how many people get acid thrown over them or get stabbed to death, they they will not look at the open borders as any kind of connection to this. It's really insane. So they don't They're do criminal. any stop and They're search. Criminal. I wouldn't be surprised if they only did stop. They still did stop and search for the optics, but only to whites uh, stop and search. Yep. <laughs> That's what they don't yeah. solve. It's criminal. It's criminal, Richard. It really is. It's criminal. Uh, I just got to say this one last thing. Uh, you know, what's going to happen, though, in this country, you just brought it up a minute ago, Richard. If these white women don't have white babies, what their white counterparts, their males, counterparts, we'll have no country left in 20 years, 30 years. I mean, uh, these women, white women, don't even want to have children in Europe. They're not having no babies over here, hardly in the United States, compared to what these other these foreigners are bringing. These illegal aliens are bringing in, and the Afro Americans. The, 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 the colored, uh, the, the, the white women are not breeding white. They're white babies. They don't want to have the, the white seed to have uh, children, and it's a horrible thing. And I, I can see it all around me. And you, if you do see a white couple, they have maybe one child. 
They don't want to have two or three kids. Or the other group about three, four, and five kids. It's just uh, just the way the nature is. And then, until that stops here in uh, the main United States, I don't know what's going on in Russia. Hopefully, all those white Russian women are are going to have three, four kids. But uh, I, and uh, you know, I just don't know what's going to happen. I know the French government. 15 years ago, Richard, in the USA paper, saying they're going to have to start paying those white French, the white French women to have three babies, and they're paying them like uh, 80000 in uh, American money to have children. The only way they'll pay the white French women to have babies if, uh, by uh, contingency, well, by a requirement, it's with a black, a black immigrant. And uh, so then, then it's okay because it's politically correct. So <laughs> I can't imagine otherwise. You're probably right. System's, <laughs> Well, I, I, I wish we weren't out of time. Hey, always love your calls, Tom. You got it. Thank you for checking it. Have a great day. Y'all have a wonderful day. Wonderful evening. Appreciate it, sir. And, Paul, uh, the same. Yeah, thanks for uh, staying up and being here with me, and have a great week. Thank you, Richard. You too. And, folks, please check out Paul's Last Man Standing, and that, of course, is Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central, 4 p.m. GMT. Please support the Public Broadcasting Network. We could really use your help, folks, to keep Canary in the Coal Mine of Free Speech, RBN, alive. Please go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our donate page so that we will speak again soon. And until then, transcend the construct. Regards. would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.